Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox and I am excited to be here. We are again just starting Season 9 and we are in Week 2 and we are talking about awareness, which is Step 1. And tonight we're going to be focusing on perception versus truth, which I think is something that can kind of get us in a little bit of trouble sometimes. Uh But I'm excited to be here tonight and have this conversation. Um, Terry is going to be joining us a little bit later. So when she comes in, I will introduce her. But right now, let's introduce our guest coach tonight. Super excited to have her with you, with us tonight. Just got to spend the weekend with her uh, in Denver. So I'm excited to have her on. Please welcome Yulin Lee. Thank you. Yes, thank you. It's so fun that we were just together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. What what a weekend, right? We're still in this dot bubble. Yeah. Like I, I still certainly am. Yeah. Yeah, definitely haven't recovered yet. But also I just got back to California. So, um everybody else has probably been home for a couple of days. Um but yeah, uh Yulin and and they're all part of the same connection networking women's group called Polka Dot Powerhouse. And we just had our uh, yearly convention in Denver, Colorado this weekend. And um, it was super exciting to get to see all of the Dot sisters. And you, um, Lynn, and, and us were there and we got to see each other. So super excited about that. So, Yulin, why don't you share with the audience who it, uh, what, what you get to do and who it is you get to serve. Yeah, well, thank you so much, first of all, for inviting me on the show. Um, so I am a money empowerment coach. So what that means is essentially I'm a financial coach for women uh, and help women to build confidence around money. And then, you know, ultimately it's about building a, um, a beautiful life. But to get there, we need to have intentions, we need to be strategic with how we are managing our money. And that's in, in the areas of, you know, how much money you're making, how much you're spending, and then how, what are you doing with the money that you have, you know, in terms of investing. So that's what I do as a financial coach is empowering women to uh, really get a really good, solid handle on their finances and create the life that they want. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's so important when it comes to – um, dealing with our fears, right? Um, yep. Getting the awareness around that so it's not so scary. Right, right. Yeah. Well, Terry Sayre is here now, so please welcome my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Well, I'm doing great. I just have a little bit of jet lag, but other than that, I'm super. I'm so excited. Our guest with us. Hi, Terry. Yes, yeah. Hi. So, um, 
we're going to be talking about awareness, as I as I said before, and perception versus truth. But first, Yulin, what is awareness to you? What does that mean to you? Mm. Um, you know, awareness is about our ability to observe our mostly, you know, ourselves. I, I think the context that you're talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, it is really about self awareness, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's and that's really about our ability to, you know, observe ourselves objectively, and our ability to maybe pull ourselves out of any situations to say, hey, you know, am I really looking at the situation objectively? And so, the mm-hmm. better and the more that we do that, then the more awareness we have with ourselves. Absolutely, and I think that that plays right into perception versus truth as well. You know, really getting clear, am I making this up or is it true? Um, You know, um, with your finances being really clear, you know, knowing your numbers, um, you know, how much do you need or how much do you have or where can you cut back or all those kinds of things, right? When we, because I'm kind of a one that just, you know, pretends it's not there. And <laughs> so having um, having a, a better awareness around that, you know, knowing what is truth and what are our perceptions would be really important. Right. And I and I think, you know, in the area of money and finance, what you mentioned is, is very common for a lot of people, right, and particularly for women in that mm-hmm. um, many women, like, you know, it feels scary and I'd rather not look at it. I'd rather have someone else deal with it. So that's, you know, one form of, um, you know, becoming aware of what our numbers are. But I think there's – but before we get there, I think there's an even more important part of awareness and, you know, perception topic, which is really a, around our own mindset around money because I think that's even mm-hmm. more important but also less visible, right? Because when we're speaking about numbers, um, at the end of the day, if we really track it down, we can actually see what the numbers are. But in terms of our mindset, it's such a – you know, it's such an invisible thing, but at the same time, that is actually what controls most of our behaviors. And so I think this mm-hmm. is the part we would probably, I, I would love to, you know, dig a little deeper today uh, to talk about, you know, kind of the awareness around our our mindset around money. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, I love behaviors. that. Yeah, because our mindset is going to affect the numbers, right? It's going to affect everything else around us. Um, you right. know, because right. what we think is what we do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Harry, uh-huh, go ahead. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think what we think is what we do, but at the same time, though, I think there's a lot of um, that happens in the subconscious that is not necessarily what we think at the at the conscious level, but that's actually mm-hmm. even the bigger force be- behind our behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, um, what are your what thoughts are are swimming through your head right now with everything that you Lynn is sharing? Yeah, no, I I uh personally am involved in a couple well, one group in particular where we're really looking at 
our mindset and our belief systems around money and how that affects us in our decision-making when it comes to, um, you know, how we manage, not just manage money, but how we we go about having a relationship with money and whether or not we have this mindset of there's not enough money or we have a mindset there's enough money for everyone and it's that lack versus abundance. And we learn that uh, from the time we're very young, you know, what we're told in our families and the situations that we, environments that we find ourselves. And it is subconscious. It's not that our parents meant to have us ha- have this uh, mindset of lack uh, when they told us, well, we don't have enough money to buy that. You know, you can't have that because we don't have enough money. Um, we can't go to that store because we don't have enough money. We can't go out to eat because we don't have enough money. You know, just those things that our parents or our caregivers have told us about money uh, create this uh, mindset that we have around money. And it makes it difficult then to have the attitude or the mindset that, um, you know, there's there's plenty of money in the world and I can have, I can receive that money based upon my mindset because I believe that it is available to me or I believe that it's not available to me and I have to work really, really hard to have any money or money can flow to me because I have this mindset that there's an abundance of money and as I do my work, that money will flow to me and I will be led to find avenues to increase my, my um, you know, my income and that I if I have this idea of, of the flow and ebb of money being something positive, and that's my subconscious uh, approach as well as my conscious approach, then it's a whole different uh, game than thinking I have to work really, really hard and I, I probably won't have enough money. So there's a lot a lot to that uh, in this group that I'm working with. We're really having a robust discussion about, about that whole arena of abundance versus uh, lack. Yeah. Yeah. Yulin, you talked about going deep. I want to hear more about this. Yeah. So I I think, you know, what Terry mentioned are, you know, it's it's really good. I think, you know, that's what, um, you know, a lot of us, we all share that to, to a certain extent. Um, and, and I would like to add to that. And, you know, I think there are a lot of, if, if we really, you know, expand on this topic, there are a lot of perceptions that we can probably, um, you know, debate about or, you know, or challenge those perceptions. Uh, but m- maybe for our discussion today, I would like to share maybe the, the top three that I hear the most common, um, you know, as a, as a financial coach for women that, that I feel like constantly coming up. Um, mm-hmm. So the first perception is uh, we sometimes equate the so-called smartness or formal education to financial success or making a sound financial decision. And what I mean by that is um, it often shows up in my conversations with uh, people, um, and it usually happens when, you know, if they feel like they've made a bad financial decision or, you know, something bad happens. And when I, to, when I listen to their self-talk, it's something like, mm-hmm. well, I'm a smart person, I'm educated, and blah, blah, blah. And I think the subtext behind that is, is, is that it's a, 
you know, kind of the subtle self-blame for, I'm a smart person. How could I have done this? Or how could I have let this happen to me? Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm an person. I have a certain degree, and I should be making smart and sound financial decisions. But mm-hmm. so that that is their perception, you know. And I and I actually really like to call that misconception, um, because the truth is that what drives our behavior around money has nothing to do with how smart you are or what kind of education you have. It is mostly driven by our psychology around money, our emotions around money, and, and you know, when we make those decisions and our relationship to money. And so, 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 so that, you know, that, that's like, you know, the, the one thing that I actually recently have heard from quite a few people, um, you know, having made some bad financial decisions and, um, they're, you know, trying to get around, you know, this whole thing, like, how could it happen to me or how could I have let it happen? And and the problem with that kind of thinking or, you know, the, the perception is that it, it sends people, you know, sends us down this spiral self-blaming game uh, without really learning the real lesson from this experience. Mm-hmm. And so to really learn the lesson from, from this experience, we really need to step back and, and get to the root of it, and, and that is to get to know ourselves better uh, and, and to, to really dig in deeper into our money story, right? And so specifically, you know, it would be you know, an example would be if you made a bad investment decision, if you've kind of lost the money and so you're kind of in the self-blaming mode and say, how could I have let this happen? Um, you know, instead of doing that, is to really check in with yourself and really be honest, you know, bloody honest with yourself and to say, hey, when I was making those decisions, when, when I was in those moments, um, what state was I in? Was I in the state mm-hmm. of, you know, feeling desperate because money is short, so I need to make some quick bucks, or, you know, I, you know, I feeling certain way, I really want to, you know, have a huge return on my investment, you know, whatever that may be. And again, only you, that person who is going through that experience can answer for yourself that. And, and so that's why it's so crucial to be bloody, bloody honest with yourself to say, was I making this, this, um, this decision from a place of uh, desperation, you know, um, mm-hmm. that I really need a big fix for something, you know, and that's what I did. And so I think that's um, one way to kind of resolve this, this um, you know, the situation if somebody's in that situation and, and kind of defunct that, that, that perception that just because I'm a smart person or just because I'm a very well-educated that, that we necessarily should be making all the right decisions, right? So, so yeah. it, you know, it really takes out of us out of our kind of self-blaming mode and then to really try to learn a lesson from it. Okay. So that's that's the first I would say perception, right? And then the, the second one mm-hmm. that I keep hearing is, is it too late? Um, and mm. the context is, and it's typically for you know women in their fifties, and they're at a point where 
they're looking at their potential retirement because maybe they are physically getting more tired. They also may be emotionally, uh, psychologically, mentally thinking, hey, you know, now my kids are off to college. I've kind of almost done with the family thing. I really want to, you know, live the rest of my life for myself. Uh, you know, what's next for me? And then they look at their finances and they realize, I'm not really well set up to retire yet. And I don't really know whether I can, you know, financially, securely retire. And so they they get into the state of, you know, a little bit of panic mode. Um, so they want to do something, but then there's the other voice in their head, and that is, is it too late now? I really wish I had done something earlier. So I hear that mm-hmm. a lot. And then, again, kind of the, the, the subtext of that, you know, is it too late? I should have done something earlier. It, it puts us in this kind of, again, self-blaming, I should have, I should have right? You know, we're shooting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth, you know, we're talking about perception versus truth, right? The truth is mm-hmm. if you keep looking backwards then and comparing yourself today to your 20-year-old, to yourself or 20, you know, 30-year-old, then it may feel like it's a little late and, you know, but if you actually live in the present moment and with the goal, with your eye and your vision for going forward, then you will realize that if we live the average age of like 80 to 85, and if you're in your 50s, you have another 30 years to go. So Mm -hmm. if you look from that perspective, do you think it's too late? I would say no. And so, again, you know, it's, it's about perception, you know, and it's about perspective. Are you looking forward? Or are you looking backwards? And so the truth is it's not too late. And you, but then you really do need to start working now. <laughs> okay. So, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, the, I, you know, I would like to say, okay, so what do we do about it? Right? What is the solution to that? Well, I would say focus on looking forward, focus on the future and create a vision for what you really want your life to be from now on, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you, once you have a clear idea of what you want for your life, then pay, take the baby steps to, to start now rather than, you know, waiting for that perfect moment to start. Because, you know, th- this group of women that I'm mentioning right now who feel like um, they really want to do something about their finances, but then there's also, you know, kind of doubting in their head, is it too late? And then when I look at their action, they're still procrastinating. They're still saying, I'm busy with these projects. Uh, let me finish these, and I'll, you know, start working on my finances. That is another lie to themselves because mm-hmm. that perfect moment will never come because it never exists, right, until mm-hmm. you actually prioritize it. There is no perfect moment for finance or whatever else, like, you, you know, you, you may be talking about. So, it, but if you prioritize it, you can start working on it right now. And it doesn't mean that like, you have to change your life completely to, to work on this, but it means, it just means that you have to do something, you know, a little at a time, whether it's per, per week or per month, do a little bit at a time, and that's how you build the momentum. So, um, so that's, that again, that that's another perception or fallacy uh, that, that I hear mm-hmm. very common is, is, you know, being too late for a lot of women in their 50s. Um, and then the last one that I hear a lot is about investing is risky. I have met many women and they tell me that, you know, 
so far, I've actually been pretty good with my money. Like, I, I'm pretty frugal. I watch what I spend, um, and I'm a pretty good saver. But other than that, I, I don't really know what to do with my money. And um, I, you know, some of them say, yeah, my financial manager or my financial advisor is managing my money for me, or um, I, I, I don't even, you know, trust anybody. So I just have my money in my savings account or my CDs or, or whatever because um, because learning, try to learn to, to invest in something just feels too risky, too scary. And mm-hmm. that, again, is a misconception about, you know, investing being too risky. The truth is, especially nowadays, the truth is if you keep your money in your savings account, that is the riskiest thing you can do for yourself because inflations are going so high. And, you know, when inflations are 8.3%, you're not getting 8.3% from your bank. So Mm -hmm. if you are just keeping money in cash or in your savings account, you are literally losing money every single year. And so that is another big, you know, perception um, shift that we have to make in our head about whether investing is really risky or not. And I think people feel it's risky is because they don't understand it. They don't know it. And so when you don't know Mm -hmm. something, obviously it feels scarier and riskier, but that is really far from the truth. So those yeah. are the three that I, I, I thought I would share today. Um, and like I said, there are many, but I, you know, these are the, the three that I hear over and over again from many of the, both the clients or just people around me that I talk to about their finances. Mm-hmm. What is something that if our listeners are listening and they're one of these three women, what is like the a baby step that they could take to support themselves in moving forward. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I think the first two about feeling too late or self-blame, you know, thinking about, you know, how could I have let this happen or that happen? I think a lot of that psychology has to do with just not loving ourselves enough, um, not having enough compassion for ourselves in the area of money and finance. Like we are very critical. Um, and so part of it is is remembering that most of us didn't grow up with a lot of financial education, but it doesn't mean that we can't start now. Um, and then, but to do that, we have to be really, really loving and kind to ourselves. So I do have a, a free um, tool that help people to, uh, you know, to practice that loving kindness for themselves whenever they think about money and finance. And so I call it the seven days of yourself, love your money experiment. And basically it's a uh, seven days, um, you know, for the, for the duration of seven days, you'll get an email, um, one email reminder to practice one element of the loving yourself and loving your money um, experiment. So I think that is something that everyone can do. Everyone that feels like they could need a a little bit more, you know, loving kindness uh, with themselves and, and, you know, with their money. Um, that's something that everyone can use, and it's, it's on my um, – it's on the site, uh, and it's www.loveyourselfloveyourmoney.com, um, and that people can uh, sign up for, and it's a free tool. Um, and then as far as yeah. the third one about 
investing uh, being risky, um, I do uh, offer um, a free masterclass on a regular basis. And the next one coming up is on November, I believe it's November 2nd, on a Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, and that's where I teach about, you know, the, the basic elemental knowledge um, and skill sets around what, what is it like for becoming an investor? You know, what, what are the core basic things you need to know? What are the, you know, what are some of the vocabularies? What are some of the, the things that you need to think about as an investor? Um, so that is coming mm-hmm. up on November 2nd. And that's also a free class for anyone who's interested in just learning about investing in general. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And please um, post uh, about both of those in the Facebook group so that our listeners and followers can have uh, easy one-click access to to um, both of those. We would love that. Yeah, sure, sure. I certainly can do that. Awesome. Well, we are almost out of time. It goes by so quickly. So, Elin, what would be the the number one thing you would want our listeners to walk away with tonight? Um, to remember that, you know, when we talk about money, it's at the end of the day, it's not about money itself. For me, it's all about, and it really comes down to self-love and self-respect. Mm-hmm. If we love ourselves enough, if we respect ourselves enough, then we will step up and take the time, make the effort to really work on our own finances, to start taking control of our finances and rather than leaving it to somebody else or leaving it to chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Terry, what would be your number one thing? Yeah, I really – like the the idea of be, wherever you are, that's where you are. That's not a perception, that's reality. You are where you are, so don't worry about what's happened up until that point. Live in the moment and then move forward uh, with these, you know, these steps that, that have been shared with us this evening and, and, and be in control, you know, know what you, know what you, uh, know what you want and know that you can, uh, accomplish that if if again self-love is the whole crux of fearless living it all begins with you it all begins you know with how you feel about yourself in order to to really move forward in uh in any moment it's that self self-love self-respect so i appreciate that i think as the core yeah. also then taking up uh you know the things that that Jolene has uh, shared with us this evening yeah, I I love both of your points. I think that um, being aware of what our what our money story is and what created it, um, getting some awareness around that, loving those pieces of ourselves that um, that hold that um, unworthiness or or blockage. Um, uh, of kindness or compassion towards ourselves, you know, loving up on that part of ourselves, um, healing that part of ourselves so that we can take that energy, we can take that um, effort um, and and put it into 
ourselves and really taking care of ourselves in um, every aspect of of our lives, not just our our health, but our money health, right? Um, so, Yulin, thank you so much for being here. I feel like I have um, I've learned so much um, because um, money is definitely not something that um, I deal with. I deal with fear uh, and um, understand definitely the fear around money. Um, but I've I've learned so much just by listening to you tonight. So, thank you so much. Well, thank you for for having me on your show. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to remind you, know, you all that. I was mm-hmm. just going to say that I'm going to and uh, check your website and and uh, find out about these offerings that you've given our listeners. I think I'll be one of those listeners that takes you up on them. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Absolutely. Absolutely, we definitely take up uh, take up the uh, opportunities that our that our guests um, present to our listeners as well. We want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about the Fearless Living Institute, please go check it out at fearlessliving.org. Also, you can find everything Fearless Generations at fearlessgenerations.org. And we have a workshop coming up October 26th. It is a Wednesday at 5.30 Pacific to 6.30 Pacific, and it is complimentary. Um, Our gift to you and anyone you would like to bring with you. So if you'd like to know more about that, go check it out on the website. It is called Step 1 of Change Your Life. So uh, go uh, get registered for that. We would love to see you there. And... We appreciate you coming back each week and listening uh, to what we have to share uh, about uh, moving past your fears and the awesome guest coaches that we bring on uh, for your expansion and um, and uh, more tools and vocabulary to support you in living a more fearless life. So until next week, everybody, be fearless. Good night. Good night.